<laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Everyday Seeker, your dose of real talk for the new age. I'm your host, Rebecca Muir, and you can find all of our episodes on iTunes and Stitcher, and it's free. We are on SoundCloud, and you can connect with us at everydayseeker.net. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the social media. Say what's up, connect with us. We have lots of fun stuff going on. I'd love to I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear from anyone that may be listening about what you want to hear us speak about. Um, and feedback on what we are speaking about is today I have um, my one of my very best friends in the world, Jamie Lynn Hart. Back on the show, she helped me start this thing, kick this thing off last spring. She is a mystic babe. She has a blog space um, at mysticbabe.com, and it's chronicling various metaphysical and spiritual adventures. (laughs) I suppose that's what this life is anyway. Um, But today, we're actually going to be speaking about spiritual ADD. (laughs) So for any of you fellow New Agers, um, which I would assume anyone who's listening to that is one of those, one of us, I don't know if you guys all have this issue, but I am assuming most of us flit from thing to thing. It's just the deeper down, the, the deeper in you get, the further down the rabbit hole you go, you just discover more and more and more. And it's really intense um, trying to stick with anything and you just get distracted so easily. So we are here to talk about that today. Jamie, what's up? Hello, Rebecca. <laughs> I, I think the full title is going to be spiritual ADD falling down the metaphysical rabbit hole yes or (laughs) following down following falling down the new age rabbit hole because metaphysical rabbit hole is I feel like that's like a sub branch of the main rabbit hole because sometimes you can Mm -hmm. be down the spiritual rabbit hole and it's not necessarily metaphysical so that's like you know what I mean but I'm into it yeah so for me I guess specifically for me it's definitely a little bit more in the metaphysical area it is for me too and as Lindsay my fellow mystic babe says she feels um the word new age has a a funky like connotation for a lot of people it so does yeah, yeah, so she she has kind of like an unspoken rule where we just don't use those terms on Mystic Babe. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I like it. I just, it's an umbrella term to me. So we'll have to figure out how we want to title this thing then to, to broaden it. I do like metaphysical um, for sure. Or even just the spiritual rabbit hole. You know? Yeah, that works. Or for, I'll just name my... Um my blog posts that and you can call your podcast whatever you'd like (laughs) perfection right so you know jamie and i actually just spent the day at the beach (laughs) catching up and it was really great we've both been really busy but we have you know we live in different cities except for this summer so we you know correspond via text a lot and are always sending each other various links and most of what we talk about is um our spiritual path and our spiritual journey. And it's just, we're always sharing information, getting distracted from whatever we were just listening to or watching or reading onto the next thing, right? It's like one thing leads to another. It's just absolutely, utterly overwhelming sometimes. I mean, I've got like at least six different astrology books on the go. <laughs> um, I, you know, over a year ago, I started this book called Money, A Love Story, which is written by Kate Northrup. And I, it's like a journaling, you journal your financial history and you're trying to heal. And it was 
profound, but it was a lot of work. I'm only halfway through it. <laughs> you know, there's it's like a wounded soldier on the battlefield. You know, I've got to go back and finish that. Um, you know, I started reading A Course in Miracles. I didn't get very far with that. I want to come back. Bringers of the Dawn, I'm halfway through that one. I'm halfway through The Disappearance of the Universe. You know, um, I started going to Kundalini Yoga. I was loving that. I was doing that for, you know, it's like a kick. I'll get on it for a few months and then, you know, fall off and not go for six months and then come back, you know, regular yoga, this other method called tapping, which is absolutely phenomenal, um, way to ease stress and release emotions and well process emotions. It deals with the different, um, energetic meridians in the body, similar to how acupuncture or acupressure would work, but it's combined, um, with sort of, I suppose there's a psychology element as well. Um, that works really well. And what astonishes me is how often I've been stressed out and totally forgotten to use that technique. Like just didn't even occur to me mm. just forgetting it. Um, working with Teal Swan's processes. She is a teacher that both Jamie and I are really, really, um, into, we just revere her. And I've, I've done a lot of the processes, like she's got these YouTube videos. So you can go to tealswan.com, T-E-A-L swan.com, where you can find her on YouTube. And she has a lot of how to videos, how to feel better, how to not be depressed, how to get through a panic attack, how to, you know, just a million things. Right. So those have been useful, but it's like, I feel like you could have a breakthrough, but then you're on to the next thing. You're not doing it consistently. There's no consistency over time. Um, the law of attraction in general is just like a giant rabbit hole to go down. There's so many resources <laughs> on that. I feel like you're already take you've taken like all the things I was going to say. So well, just no, I'm it. just saying it up front just to make the point and then we'll it's talk so about true. each of these things, so but well. it's like, you know, um, God, it's absolutely crazy. And then there was another book may cause miracles by Gabrielle Bernstein that Jamie and I did together like mm -hmm. a couple years ago now. And I actually did finish that one and it was great. I mean, it really did shift me and I, you know, that was awesome. And then after the book was done, that was, you know, slid right off that mountain <laughs> because, you know, you're not <laughs> continuing with the practices, right? I'm not, I haven't been continuing with that. Um, even the last podcast that came out um, with Mark D'Aquila, you know, working with the flower essences, like that's another element of what we're doing. And even today in the car, we're talking about how we're working with so many modalities that we if we are shifting at all times and we're progressing, but we don't always know what it is that's doing the trick because there are too many variables. So anyhow, I mean, and even just like... God, you know, are you signed up for tut.com, the emails, right? So you get these little motivational, inspirational emails, notes from the universe in your inbox mm -hmm. every day. And I, I signed up for so much of that shit that, like, I started to have to, like, unsubscribe for th from things because I was getting, like, 10 things, Marie Four, like, all really high-quality stuff, too, like, great stuff. You know, Neil Donald Walsh's messages every day, Marie Forleo's videos. It's just out of control. So I will, st I will stop past the buck there to you, Jamie. I mean, where are you right now in the metaphysical rabbit hole down the hole? <laughs> yes. 
I am in all the places. Yeah, in all places at once, simultaneously. But I'm so yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like space and time are just illusions anyway, right? Yeah. So you name it, I'm there in one reality or another. Right. Which, which is actually like the ideal segue. So thank you for that because I would say that my biggest passion for about the I don't know maybe the last six months has been um, parallel reality theory, kind of the, the quantum theory that of no time and parallel existent realities and how that how that relates to your everyday happiness <laughs> and the way you live your life is like basically entirely dependent on what vibrational reality you're in and mm-hmm. so that's been like probably my main focus for a while right um so i you you know you have that and then you're going down the rabbit hole of that but the great thing is something like that in, entails law of attraction and entails, you know, overall vibrational living um, and intention and basically a lot of the spiritual laws. So that kind of is all is pretty all encompassing. Um, but there are so many. And I reached a, a tipping point recently where I realized it was completely ungrounding me. So God, yes. <laughs> and, and, and we'll get into how that all transpired. But um, it got to a point where I'm like, whoa and I like saw myself from a higher perspective and I was like you're doing too much that's why (laughs) it's not working you're not doing but you're not doing anything because you're doing so much right do you know what I mean because the nature of spiritual work like spiritual work by nature is not shallow it's not surface you gotta go really deep (laughs) and you know it's like it's a tool that you're using to create to shift yourself into a better place often out of a pattern or a state that you've been in that's really difficult to shift. (laughs) So it's not like you can just read a book and then boom, like, you know, it's like there's got to be some sort of consistent practice. Oh, Uh, and, and that's another thing that it's the practice side of things that I realized, well, basically this whole year was kind of like you've been in what Teal says, spirituality 1.0 which is essentially you're discovering these things you're in just this whole new dimension of excitement and the realization that life is completely more massive than you ever thought there's you know and so it's just this beautiful explorative moment in in time of your life and of my life specifically it was the most incredible experience I've ever had so when you get to spirituality 2.0 is when you start to realize you know, great, right? Conceptually thumbs up. <laughs> um, so what's next? Now you learn, ev- now you have to take everything you just learned, integrate that into who you are and what it means for you and go try and better yourself and live your life in this way. And it's like, oh, right. I can't read a book about that. I have to just do it. Right. And the thing is that it's not like something that you can do in a day or even a week. It's an ongoing process throughout your entire life. That's what life is. Life purifies exactly. us. It it expands us. It, it evolves us. We evolve life through our existence. I mean, it's like, yeah. And basically the further you go, it's another rabbit hole, right? Mm-hmm. This is just like a, it's once you find this thing that you want to work on, okay? So it's like maybe this shadow side of me. You are shining a flashlight on it, perhaps for the first time, or you're at a deeper level now, so it's new insight. Mm -hmm. And then that flashlight seems to like 
cast a sh- its own shadow and it illuminates like something else. Oh, you can see all this shit out of the corner of your it. eye. Right. Oh, yeah, you said it way better than me. <laughs> yeah. It's like this periphery and you're like, oh, there's all that deep shit, yo. And so it's like, now, so next week I'm going to have my, my inner child shadow processes on that aspect of my shadow side. Oh, yeah. It's just like, so then it's like this never ending thing. And then the next day you go to work and someone says, how have you been? And it's like, well, do you really want to know? Because, um, I'm just trying to figure out, uh, dimensional reality, heal my childhood trauma, uh, manifest <laughs> more abundance and meet my soulmate. Yeah, me and my soulmate and talk to Archangel Raphael at the same time. And, you know, have my perfect career and make lots of money. Oh, yeah. And then also save the world, right? You know, heal everything so I can then go forth and heal all of the problems of everybody else that I care about. You know, you get so sidetracked. You also realize that this isn't about you and that if you are like from old, maybe for me specifically, I feel like my mission on on planet earth is now to kind of uplift people with what i have beautifully been awakened to and i know that it's my job as a communicator and as an artist to get this out to the world so i'm like okay that's actually the end north game. node in the ninth house bitch that's right Rebecca <laughs> sorry was just telling me about my life mission so basically i was like that kind of keeps me going because it's like the more work you do on yourself and the further you push on in this, the better you will be at helping other people. Right. Exactly. So it's worth it. Yeah. And now I think it's more just like, you know, it's so easy to get sidetracked um, because we're so, we're so inspired and we are so passionate about what we're doing that we want to do it all at once right now. Exactly. And and not realizing that like yeah we're still in the third dimension, sort of. I mean we are, and you can only do one thing at once. Like you can only, and and as you do as you shift one thing, there is a domino effect. I mean it does shift. One little tiny thing can shift so much, but sure. um, yeah, I mean it's really you know if you do journaling like. It's like that financial history that I was journaling. Like it was like chapter one of uh, money, a love story, which I really do. I haven't finished the book, but I recommend that. I really do. So the first exercise in this book is like write your financial history. Like just go back to childhood and what were the you know what was the situation like growing up and just write everything that has to do with your life um, chronologically that has to do with money. And so this is like one exercise in the book and it took me like over a month to do it (laughs) because it was so massive for me, you know, and it brought up so much that like I then couldn't like just move right on to um, exercise number two, chapter two. I wasn't like, woohoo, ready, like, let's go. Yeah. I was just like, by the time I got done with exercise one, I was like, oh God, whoa, like I've got to, you know, it was just it was like a whole other rabbit hole. I then, and it wasn't like the choice to, that I made to go, like sometimes you make the choice to sidestep, but this wasn't like that. I mean, it was like, okay, this brought up so much now that like, I now have a whole other plate of food I have to eat before I can get to the next meal (laughs) before I can even, you know, so I don't know if you've experienced anything like that. Um, but it's like, you know, you think you're just going to breeze through something and 
yeah. you realize that like There's the first step way. is actually like a really big it's you know it's gonna take some processing so yeah and and it's funny because when you were saying that thing about the things you were half finished with like my virgo core was like screaming and i was having like a panic attack because because i have this problem with that in myself that i i can't half do anything right and i'm just so like all in so for me a half finished book is like epic failure for me specifically because i it's, but it's my own issue so right That's now i hilarious. have like i have the seth material um one, you know, Jane Roberts' first, like, channeling of Seth, which is, you know, it's kind of like a staple in someone's, like, New Age library. I don't know about this, actually. So it was, like, be- the Abraham before Abraham. <gasps> no way. You've never heard Seth Speaks? Separate rabbit hole. I'm about to go down a new rabbit hole now. So she, Jane Roberts was one of the first channelers to, like, kind of make, I don't want to say mainstream, but, like, is a published author that people started to understand what channeling was. And this was, like, the 70s. Oh, I totally don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So she's, and so actually Esther and Jerry Hicks were fans of Seth. Okay. And they, they tried to meet her and she had passed like right before they met her. So I have a half and the thing, the thing with that is it's, it's very law of attraction based. It's very spiritual law based, which is exactly where I'm already in. So I'm putting that aside because I realized that I needed some sort of, um, something a little more grounding in my next, like, literary material because mm-hmm. I was definitely all over the place and then it was recommended to me um to get it's called a little light on the spiritual laws and it's so succinct and articulate and completely unflowery and it's just she lists every single law of the universe and what it means and it gives an example of how to like manifest in someone's life and it has been so grounding for me and it came so divinely in the perfect order and i'm just like this is everything everyone needs this this is like the bible oh man so it's a it's a definite must and i'm feeling i'm already feeling it integrate and i'm feeling definitely more grounded God, I'm like afraid to open that because I'm just never going to finish all the half finished books that I have. Going. No, don't start anything more. I gonna- know it's absolutely <laughs> crazy, but that's an Aries for you. We like to start things and then not finish that stuff. But, but no, that's, that's amazing. So yeah, I know you've been working a lot on, on the law of attraction stuff. Um, and in particular, and I don't know if anybody is following Everyday Seeker on Instagram or Facebook, you'll have seen this post, but I actually took a photo of, of Jamie and posted a quote that she sent me. She just sent this actually to me as a text message. She's like, I need you to witness this right now. I, Jamers, declare that I am beginning a, a really serious meditation practice because I just feel so ungrounded with like skirting around all over the place. And it, it makes so much sense to me that you said that because I feel like, you know, meditation is something that everybody in the spiritual communities for the most part can agree upon. There's many different ways to do it, but, um, it's really the only way to come back to center and ground. And it just, you get so much perspective in, you can, in one minute, like, I mean, in 60 little seconds, you can, you can get so much perspective and just 
Yeah, like you recall your energy back in. It's already been sent off on all these missions in the pages of your half-finished books and your unattended yoga classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so how is that practice going for you so far? You know, it's it's been good because the issue with me, and it, it's always been like a, a voice in my ear on and off, like throughout being like, you need to commit. Like you do it for two weeks and then you're away and and I, it's always like, yeah, 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 later, later, later. I got too much going on, you know, which mm-hmm. is such a common problem. Typical. So what I did is, is because I take everything so freaking seriously so that I was like, well, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. Right. And you're going to have oh, a time. Judgy and, McJudgerson. Yeah. Right. And then you're going to do it. You're going <laughs> to do it like a specific way so that you have consistency you want the structure and so you know what the first day I did it I was just like it was recent too and I just went to this little are like two feet of woods where I live in Boston and it's a little reservoir and I and I just went there and I sat and I just closed my eyes and I just started to breathe and I just opened my crown and I just committed to breathing for like about maybe seven minutes. It was not even extensive. And mm-hmm. I had committed to a visualization practice also. Um, so I'm doing... Because you can't commit to just one thing. Well, this, it's combination because <laughs> the right. visualization is empowered by a grounded meditation practice. So, yeah, of course, of course. So it was... So, I just I felt immediate relief. It was like I sat down on soil and grass mm. and I was like, just be a fucking person and... <laughs> and yeah. just get your hands dirty and just look at the, the lake or the reservoir and just feel the earth and feel your connection to it and understand that it's fine and everything's perfect and that once you open up things are going to make way more sense right so i mean when did you start that practice i know it wasn't that long ago that whatever i sent that text so yeah so just like a few days ago really. uh, yeah maybe like a week and a half ago okay yeah so you've been sitting every day have you been doing it outside as much as i can and if not i'm just at home with the cat trying to talk to me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so it's and i'm not doing any specific time either I'm not. I'm just like, I'm going to just do it and feel it. And I'm good. So I'm not putting all these like parameters around right, myself. Because that's another thing too. Because if you had committed to 20 minutes a day, you might be less or you might be more likely to um, step out on your practice if someday when you're like, I really can't make 20 minutes happen today. Yep. You know what I mean? So if you don't commit to that specific time, you can just, you know, it's flexible enough that you can squeeze it in any which way. When you don't have those sorts of rules. Exactly. And I think the word meditation has a little bit of like an eye roll, like, oh, I know I should do that, but I don't have time or I don't want to. And I don't want to sit with myself, which is most people's issue. Oh, God. But, yeah. And if I can just like for anyone listening that's like interested in it or anything, just just know that sitting still for like just, you know, 120 seconds with a breath and just maybe an intention to connect to like put your charge, like charge your battery just intending on that connection actually makes a world of a difference. Cause I'll do that like 60 seconds before my student comes in in the morning, you know, and just be mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm connected. I know all the answers. Here we go. You know, that really does switch something. Yeah. Very much. It's yeah, definitely. It's almost like, um, a super focused curriculum. That's really loose. Like just the curriculum for you to be like, I'm going to sit every day. 
even if it's only for 60 seconds and it's at work. Like before, yeah. like I had all these books. I think you might remember, I even told you this, that I actually made a list of a curriculum for myself. I'm not even kidding I remember you. That. I was like, I have a curriculum because I had so much work that I felt I needed to do on myself, on my life. Um, and I had, I was so inspired and I, I, was aware of all these different resources, all these wonderful authors, all these wonderful teachers, all these wonderful programs. Um, and I was like, I can't do all this <laughs> once, you know, cause like I tried to do chapter one of money, a love story. It took like 40 days or something, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I just wrote down, I didn't want to forget everything cause I was feeling so scattered. So my way of trying to like structure stuff so that I didn't feel so ungrounded was to literally make a list of all the books I wanted to read <laughs> in order, like all the different programs I wanted to do. And so I was like, this is my curriculum. And I haven't stuck to it or anything. I mean, I definitely have gotten like a bunch of the way through some things. And then, of course, there have been many more diversions. Um, but I like the idea that I still feel like what you've set up for yourself is a sort of curriculum. You know, you mm. you have a visualization practice as well, but it's very simple. Like, it's just that, you know, it's like, let me just sit, breathe. And then if you have time, I suppose, um, and you're feeling it, you can get into the visualization practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm curious because I actually don't think, even though I just finished saying that it's a process and it takes your whole life, you know, like life is the process. It's a purification process. Um, but I think that you can feel enormous shifts in a split second. So you know, what did you, what have you experienced in the last week and a half or 10 days since you've been sitting? Yeah. I just, I just want to comment on what you said, because you really are the queen of massive insight and split second. <laughs> That's an Aries thing. Actually. I can't totally take credit for that, but oh, come on, it is an Aries thing. Credit. We're like lightning bolts. Anyway, <laughs> That's so, I didn't even know that actually, but it's, it it's always, you yeah. always have these pretty like quantum shifts. Um, so actually that first day, I remember I was just kind of down in the dumps. I had had the failed QHTT, uh, okay. QHHT the day before, and she was actually really instrumental in helping me with this, um, which we'll talk about. That, By the way, that was code for a past life regression, but it was the Dolores Cannon method, so I don't want to sound like I'm just saying random letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so right. when I sat down... I just, I, I immediately felt like confirmation. I don't know. It was from my guides or my higher self that was like, thank you. We appreciate you for doing this. Cause we, I say we, so it must've been some sort of collective, like right. we've been wanting you to do this for freaking weeks and you just have not listened you stubborn little hoe. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's the way spirit guides talk to you, right? Um, yep. <laughs> so, so they're I'm funny sitting, i'm sitting and i just do my connection i just do a little chakra opening spin cycle and in my visualization practice one of the goals was i really want to visualize my job like loving my work right now because i i mean there are days when i'm just like i love my job i can't believe i'm doing this i can't believe i make money doing this and then other days where i'm like what am I doing? I, uh, my life purpose is a mess. Right. You know, like we all do. I know I'm not special, but so in that particular visualization, I it was a very, very clear message that was, you need to go to your job, 
within the first 30 minutes, you need to look at the venue, because this is with my wedding gigs, and look around and decide what you appreciate most about where you are. Wow. And that I just was, came to you through when you were I sitting. I was amazed at the clarity. Because, you know, they, they always yeah. say, when you want answers, just go within. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't I even know, have to ask a question. If you just sit, something profound will pop right up. It does and to me every is, time. And it doesn't always for me. And so oh, for really? me, it was surprising because I'm also, there's something in my astro chart that makes me just like a complete, like, basket case when it comes to believing anything. And so for me, I'm like, I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. And then it was just this open message and I was like, all right, I'll do that. Thank you. Wow. And so I've been doing that actively with work. And I felt like, I feel like it's working. I really do. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it sounds like a gratitude practice. You it know? is. It is that. So it's, yeah. And it's, and it was specific, like in the beginning, so that it's like shifting my vibration before I even get to any of the, the intense work of it. Wow. And I love that that didn't come from a book that was entitled Gratitude Practice. That came from your oh, meditation practice, totally. which is kind of awesome. I mean, there are many gratitude practices out there. This yet another book that I'm halfway through is called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, who wrote mm. The Secret. And it's essentially a book about it's a gratitude practice and journaling and very effective. Only got halfway through it. But, you know, <laughs> you it's like you didn't go out and buy that book. You just sat on your ass for so, a couple minutes so and you got the same insight. Isn't that freaking interesting? I love that because I actually thought about that. I was like, maybe because, and we've interviewed about ayahuasca and I remember getting the message in one of the first ceremonies that was, you have everything you've ever needed already there. Mm -hmm. And you just need to go within, but it's such a cliche in the spiritual community. It's such a cliche in just in life, but cliches are cliche for a reason. For a reason. They totally are. And the more I awaken, mm -hmm. the more I understand the cliche of every spiritual truth. Oh yeah. And, and so I was like, wow, I'm getting these profound things from me. <laughs> Eureka! Woohoo! Yeah, exactly. And the same idea as, you know, you are, I am that. You know, I it's like, that. yeah, you know, if, if God is everything and we're, we are all God and, you know, <clears throat> yeah. So that, that makes sense on a, on a metaphysical level too. Like, look at me. I'm always trying to draw the figure, like the logic, like, Yes, that, that coincides with this point that I read over here, and that makes sense rationally and logically. That's good, though, because you you have that gift to connect to someone that's more that side of the brain. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like I um, have... I don't function that way necessarily. Like, I function very much on a gut level, but... I struggle because I always need for I always try to translate my ex, my feeling experience into something that makes rational sense mm -hmm. and it very often doesn't mm -hmm. at, at least not in the beginning. So that's been an interesting journey as well, but but I digress. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting though. Yeah. So um I don't know if there's anything you wanted more to say about your current meditation practice or um, not necessarily. I still feel like kind of a newbie and it's, I've meditated on and off and I've had the most success with guided meditations because it helps me because I'm such a busy mind. Everybody um, is. But Oof. even some, cause there's some guided meditations that, you know, really take you on a journey and you are in a 
crystal pyramid of love and <laughs> on, on like Sirius B, right? So I'm like, with okay, a bunch so, of dolphins and, yeah, and yeah. there's a whale with angel wings and, and a unicorn <laughs> with a cat riding it. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. those, are, those are great too. And, but lately I've kind of gone to like a more traditional, maybe like a mindfulness approach. And I just got like the free meditation timer app and they have about like 10 guided meditations for free from different people. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it's it's just it's not even new age at all. And it's just breathe, breathe. And then it's like if the thought comes, don't judge yourself. Like be okay. You're not supposed to stop thinking. So yeah. it's actually like a really gentle oh, reminder God. that you don't have to be a Zen Buddhist to meditate. Yeah, you. The thing that you just said about you're not supposed to stop thinking is so big because so I big. feel like that took me a long time to understand, and it's a misconception. That's just rampant um, and it's damaging. Like you're not going to be able to stop your mind. If that's what you're trying to do, you're totally screwed. You're just going to have the worst time ever. Or the practice becomes so much more of a personal mind training. Like this is a struggle can be it's, and it turns into like trying to get freaking huge quadriceps or something, you know, it's like, it's a struggle. It's yeah, it's not easy. So this is like, just calm yourself and maybe, you know, I love what Jennifer Grace, I just heard on a little Hay House like commercial, she said, when you go to sit, sometimes it's hard to quiet your mind. So she does, she goes through the five senses and she's like, what am I smelling right now? And then what am I seeing right now? And she'll just take a little minute for each sense. I like that. And it really grounds that, the, the like side that. of you that wants to be really heady. So I like, I have the image of kind of taking the, all the, crazy kinetic energy from like the crown or the mind and you're just making it you know bring it into the body and making it more tangible and just kind of settling it right so that's that's just what I would recommend for anyone that's new yeah it's interesting too because we were talking about the guided meditations I think that those are really enjoyable and they're tremendously useful but it is a very different thing than when you're just sitting um with your own mind without any, because that's where I feel like, like, and I've had some profound stuff happen in guided meditations too. I'm not knocking it. I love them. But, um, I have to say the most useful thing for me has been just to sit and literally 60 seconds. I'm not even Mm -hmm. kidding you. I mean, I generally prefer to sit for a bit longer than that, (laughs) but if that's all I have, that's all I have. But if you just sit like, It's like what comes up comes from within. If you if you have a guided meditation at all times, if you're always doing guided meditation, there's not the space there for whatever's within you to arise in the same way. So, I mean, I would recommend checking out both. Um, if you're the kind of person with a super busy mind that you're intimidated. I mean, we all have busy minds as a thing, but if you're intimidated um, and you prefer you prefer guided meditation, that's fine. But I would still encourage you to just see, try the one minute thing, the Mm. 60 seconds, the 120 seconds of just sitting, um, without any other external input, you know, going into you. I mean, we're bombarded with input all day, all, you know, all the time. So to be able to Mm. see what, what's going to just kind of float up to the surface on its own. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm speaking as somebody that's not, doesn't even have a committed meditation practice. I'll be very honest about that. I don't, and I should, (laughs) 
it's very useful. You know, I'm not, I don't have the best self-discipline. Um, so it's something that I, I should do. But again, with my spiritual ADD, I've had a committed meditation practice in the past, you know, it's, it's not something that like where I say I have, I have all these unfinished books or projects or curriculum studies half done that I've just gone surface. I have gone extremely deep with a lot of these things and for an extended periods of time, you know, um, spent, you know, six months on working on something really deeply, but then eventually it falls away somehow or, and sometimes, you know, I am scattered and I'm flitting from one thing to the next, um. Mm. But anyhow, um, yeah, I just, I think that, um, doing a meditation practice from what I've discussed with Jamie and what she mentioned last week about her new recent commitment to do that seems to be pretty much like the most obvious Mm. move when you're dealing with spiritual overwhelm. I mean, even on Facebook, like I've liked like a thousand different you know, spiritual groups and teachers. And so my whole newsfeed is just like a gazillion amazing Mm. things. And it's just (laughs) totally overwhelming at all moments, right? That's better than a gazillion shitty things. It is. But then I'm like, oh my God, I need to watch this Marie Forleo video. But I, you know, but now I'm watching Matt Kahn and now I need to, you know. And you need to make sure you watch Leo King's new moon special. I do that. I know. And I, you know, I have, that's what I wake up every day to my Leo King astrology app. Cause I actually, I, part of my spiritual journey right now is that I'm studying astrology very seriously. So, you know, that's always fun. And those are, that's short. I wake up every day when I'm making my lemon water, I have my Leo King. It's like four minutes and 30 seconds. It's great. You know, it's great. But so those are like little rituals and they're nice, you know, it's, but it, it's, it's busy. It's a lot, you know, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> and then, and after a while, I mean, you do find what, what you're most super buzzed about. Totally. And then you let the other stuff be on the periphery, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it, maybe it's okay if it comes and goes. Um, but I think a meditation practice, cultivating self-discipline is not probably a terrible thing. And I think it always comes down to what you're trying to intend for yourself. Like, what do you want out of yeah. your life? And if your journey is to heal your emotions and your trauma, then that's the journey you're going to take. You know, you're going to read Healing with the Angels. You're going to do shadow work. You're going to, you know, maybe get into tapping. So that's your intention, right? So if my intention is to, like, I'm always about actualizing my potential and just being a fucking superhero, you know, like, that's what I want. I want to just inspire people I want to lift people up I want to teach I want to sing you know I have mercury like plastered like posters all over my astrology chart so it's like that is my intention right so that's going to be totally my spiritual practice is going to be directed totally differently which is why I'm such a match to law of attraction and like quantum parallel dimension shifting right right I'm super jazzed by that because it makes me just feel like I can be a superhero and that I am God yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. Like, you may have had those moments. Like, okay, perfect example. You and I did the first experiment of the E Squared book by Pamela Grout. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. I know, because I remembered when I was thinking, when we were talking, you were talking about unfinished books. Oh, and... my God. That's definitely one of them. I only got through, like, two exercises. Because you book. were super stoked about it. And then. 
I had a really profound experience. Like the first exercise was profound, like big, huge, profound. And then the second one was like, wah, wah. (laughs) The same thing happened for me. But do you remember? So for anybody, these are like experiments in um, manifesting certain things in your life that you want just to show, um, to kind of like show the power that you have to do this, how you're, you know, the, the law of attraction does work. It's like these little things that you can do to prove that. Right. And the second, I don't know, it was either the second or third experiment had to do with looking for a certain color car. And once you, and it has to be a neutral object. Cause if you feel like it's not going to happen, you're going to repel it. So it has to be something you don't care about that much. Right. So I picked like the most ridiculous thing like I picked I'm like I'm gonna pick a pink car because I know I'm never gonna see that in a friggin million years and I didn't see the pink car for 48 hours because it was time it was time but you know what I, I right after that I did see and I because it was so rare I allowed myself to include pictures of pink cars or you know like I toy car like anything like that because it's like you know, I do live in New York City, but still, right? <laughs> so I did see, wound up seeing, like, in Forever 21, there was a purse that had pink cars on it or something, and I was like, okay, I'll count that. totally that. It was, counts. It totally does, but it wasn't within the 48 hours, and I was okay. looking for the car everywhere. Lo and behold, so I forget about this experiment. This is, like, last fall. Lo and behold... I start seeing fucking pink cars everywhere, like real ones. I'm not kidding you. Like six months later, I'm in LA and I was like in my flow. I was having a great time in Santa Monica in March. And I was like, oh my God, a pink car, right? And I was like, yes, yes. Like I knew I was in my flow, right? So then I start seeing them everywhere. I start seeing these little girls walking up the street with their like little pink Hot Wheels, you know? And (laughs) like, I'm not kidding you. And then the most epic of all... I live in a residential area of Brooklyn. Like, it's houses, right? It's, like, you know, Hasidic Jewish families. It's, like, not, like, you know, Hollywoody or, like, crazy at all. It's mostly, like, junky minivans. And there's a pink car that moved into my neighborhood, and it parks. I see it almost every day. I'm, like, you cannot fucking make this stuff up. (laughs) Like... And it was just, I had let go of it by that point, right? Yes. But that's how I was like, oh, oh I'm so in my flow. And now, like, every, you know, every time I leave my apartment, like, if I walk up a couple blocks, I'll see that pink car parked somewhere, you know? It's just out of control. But anyway, and, I and digress, but that was exciting. It's so funny that you, because you were saying, because you let go. So even though you picked something you were not attached to, you were unintentionally attached to the experiment working. I was totally attached to the experiment working. Me too. Especially because the first one was, I got such amazing results. First time. Yeah. Mine failed the first time and my experiment one failed the first time. And then when I redid it with you, um, I had a super fucking powerful experience. So I was like, okay, this is, this is the way I, by wanting it so bad, I was resisting it. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is essentially how it goes. Totally. Can you tell us about the QHHT? I want to ask you about this because I know that that was another spiritual eighty. Like you're really interested in aliens. That's like a whole other rabbit hole, right? That's like one of the many. It is the biggest rabbit hole. Okay, it's either a separate rabbit hole or it's like a different like compartment in this nebulously big, vague, giant rabbit hole. Super connected because, like, you think of Abraham Hicks and Seth and Bashar and Bashar and their channelers the from other dimensional realities. Hashtag 
aliens. <laughs> so, so it's all connected, right? And so yeah. Especially when you're into ancient civilizations, Egypt, pyramids, ley lines, Lemuria, oh, everything is extraterrestrial. Yeah. And everything we're awakening to is understanding the connection we have to spirit, <laughs> right? So yeah. everything is spirit. Everything is spiritual. So. Yes, ma'am. Part of that rabbit hole is discovering Dolores Cannon, who is the past life regressionist that designed her own specific technique called quantum healing. Hypnosis. Hypnosis therapy. therapy. Thank you. Did you talk about this on another podcast already? We didn't go into detail. It was just the type when we had Lindsay on, who is the other mystic babe. Yeah, so she already told you about it. She didn't tell us that. I mean, she, we talked about it, but you should give the give the. Well, give I the definitely look. want you to have her on again to talk yeah, about no, her she experiences. Will. She will. It's going to be really interesting back to back because we had really different experiences, and um, so essentially, it was actually a really tough day for me because the first half of the day you spend time getting to know the regressionist and you're basically giving her your life story, your whole current story and what you're trying to heal, what you're trying to figure out. And what happens is there's the typical past life regression where you're going, you're being hypnotized to go back into alternate timelines for your soul. And, but there's a second level where Dolores' method gets you to a deeper state, which isn't common in regular hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And it, within that state, she's monitoring like eye movement just to make sure you're awake, but it's a, it's a dialogue back and forth. So she's asking questions and it ends up where you're talking to your higher self. So like Jamie, as you know, it is under consciousness. And the higher self, she asks if she has permission to talk to the higher self, which Dolores calls the SC, which is like her name for the subconscious. So it's basically kind of collective consciousness mm -hmm. or higher self, depending on what wants to come through. Okay. Um, Those are the same thing or not the same thing? It depends. It can be used interchangeably. And I think it's kind of like at that point, it doesn't really matter because right. it's, it's connecting to you. Got it. And all that is, I guess. So in it can get, it sounds kind of nebulous, but so at this state in the hypnosis, you're in a subconscious state. So there's no cognitive ability for me to understand the answer. I'm not using any cognitive processes to figure out the answers to my own questions, right? which would be mind stuff, right? So yeah. the mind's asleep. We're asking the higher self and that's when all the good stuff comes out. Cause then you're asking like, what do I need to be working on higher self? Like, what was my mission? What am I forgetting? You know, you're really going to the core um, so with Lindsay is she went unconscious, doesn't remember the only time she knows what was said was when she listens to the tape because it's yeah. recorded. And so in, in her case, I mean, she'll tell you, but her, she was in a dialogue where she was, they were talking about her life purpose, what she needs to be doing differently. Um, so what happened for me is I basically went into past lives, but I was in a, in a trance where I could, I was cognizant of what was happening okay which is basically what's happened sometimes what happens when you do the group regressions like you've done and right. like when you're using a cd where you're like am i making this up and it's like kind of no but why would i ever make up that i was a wood nymph and i had yeah birds surrounding me exactly because like, i've done a group 
Group regression. You were a wood nymph. <laughs> I think I was. Cute. I was androgynous. I didn't. I was kind of like Peter Panny. You and I are. Yeah. Well, I've been told I'm an elemental or have that. It, you know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny. So, hey, sister. <laughs> totally. And so, but the, in within the regression, and you should totally, if you're interested in this, watch one of them um, or talk with Dolores Cannon. Talk, talk with her. <laughs> you probably could, but um, like on YouTube, <laughs> listen to her lectures because they with the the questions are formulated the same every time you're in the life because then you you're brought to your point of death or you're brought to a, a momentous time that signifies something powerful that you learned right. in that lifetime and in that particular one I remember just overlooking it was like a sunset and I was just in my woods with like my little woodland animal friends and it was so strange. I had no friends. I've I just, never heard you talk about you being an elemental before. So I know you didn't know. make this up because you're m- much more interested in being Pleiadian. I know. Right? So I'm like, where's the star? Yeah. Um, so I'm looking up at this sun hor- sunrise, I mean, sorry, sunset on the horizon. And just, I started crying and I completely remember everything. And she's like, what do you think you're crying about? And I was like, because I'm looking at the sunset and I'm amazed by it, but I feel nothing because I have no one to share it with. Mm -hmm. And I just started bawling my eyes out because I felt this core thing within me where I felt that, where I'm looking somewhere like magnificent or I'm traveling the world. Like I am all by myself all the time. And I'm like, this is amazing. The end. Oh my God. This kind of sadness slash appreciation, and I just felt it at the core of my being, you know. And so that was just kind of this thing. It's like I didn't make that up. No, holy sh. Good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, real quick, because we actually only have nine minutes left. Yes, we're actually sticking to the hour format. This is great, but so essentially, there was a really another, this one was way longer, but I remember feeling like I was in a fifth dimensional or sort of like heaven-like council and I was wearing a white robe and I was meeting with the council and we were looking on earth we were looking to earth like in this like holographic like map oh my gosh and the elder the leader was like super distraught about what was happening on earth I didn't know what the timeline was but I was sent to earth as a missionary to heal some of the energetic issues of like nuclear stuff and what's going on with our energy um, wow. which then rabbit holed into a whole nother reality when I was on earth and what I was doing. And I think I'm having an inclination that it's either next or it's happening now for me co-currently because I felt it was very current and it's happening very soon. What I was doing in that life with energy. So wow. I mean, and I, the, the lesson I took away from that was that particular guy, cause they're both male was so in the flow. Like he knew his earth mission. He came, he got the education, he did the job. He knew it. He never strayed. There was like never resistance. And he was super successful with what he intended to do. So that was really powerful for me because I feel like I had that, but there's been so much self imposed resistance on my life and my path that I'm just like, I knew that that was there to show me like it can be that easy. Right. Wow, that's amazing. So wait, I'm just so that I can get clear. This other guy that you saw, that was you in another in a parallel life. Yes, that and was that right was... around the same kind of time energetically as where we are right now. And that was the the monk dude that was in the astral realm. Like that was him. That was how he had. So he, he was, was you. There you yeah, were. Yeah, it's all me. 
Right. Like, he had come down and manifested into wow. that human form. Wow. And so, and I, and she's asking me kind of, can you tell when this is where you're at? And I knew I was in the Midwest and I knew it was very close oh to God. now, but I was trying to discover free energy and which is already happening, but it's being shut down by the yeah. fucking powers that be. Yeah. But in this incarnation, it was successful and there was a lot of celebration around whatever I was doing. Oh my God. And you know me, I'm not interested in that at all. No, we've never talked about any of this. And we so talk about, we I talk about like so many different ADD subjects and now I'm regressing to two things I had no idea that I was, like, interested in. Yeah. So that was awesome. So it, that part of my, my regression worked, but we, I was too awake. I was, like, totally just in it. And she went to try and go to the SC, and I, it didn't work for me. Um, mm -hmm. And then I talked to Lindsay after, and she's like, well, my regression has told me to quit coffee and commit to a meditation practice before. Hmm. which I didn't do. So knowing me, considering I was like all asunder in my brain trying to figure out where I was at, plus being a super caffeinated style person, no wonder I couldn't get hypnotized to that trance. Right. Or maybe it just wasn't meant to come through at that point in time. You know, I, I would think, you know, quitting coffee and meditating definitely like can can help things along but I think if you were meant to to get to the SC in that regression I don't think that the fact that you you know I think that you would have been able to get there but I think that you were shown whatever you would have been told by speaking to the SC you were shown in those visions like do you know what I mean like you got the message that you were meant to get and oh, it was probably cool. coming through in that way, because it was more powerful. It was obviously the best way for that to be communicated to you. And, you know, maybe now that you're on your meditation, pro I don't know, you're probably not going to be quitting coffee. <laughs> well, I would, I would actually, I'm, I'm due for a cleanse anyway. Oh, but, uh, hey, okay. But she actually offered for me to come back. Yeah. I mean, this so. is the kind of thing that over time, um, you'll have different experiences. I mean, I've had one very profound past life regression, that I already shared in a past episode, um, I think it was episode seven with Lindsay, Diane, um, the other mystic babe. But, um, I did many past life regressions before that, that I didn't really feel like, you know, were anything, and, you know, and then one day I had, I had this great experience. So, um, but what is it about this that like, cause this is obviously like out of all the ADD stuff that we've been talking about, this is like one of the, this is a, one of the major, <laughs> this is the major highway here. This is like the I-95, right? Aliens, um, <laughs> or, or parallel, like you have the whole, um, law of attraction thing is like one thing. It's like I-95 and then we have <laughs> aliens slash, you know, QHHT regressions, you know, that kind of thing is like definitely like another one of the main branches. Is that correct? Am I, yeah. You're saying in, for oh, you, it's like a branch of it. For you. Uh, well, I'm just saying like, there's a million little things you're interested in, but like two of the really major main, like biggest rabbit holes are, um, like aliens. No, I wouldn't say yeah. that's much bigger than something like angels and spirit and mediumship for me. Okay. Um, I think I definitely would be more into the angelic realm. Hmm. Well, you know, go back and forth, but I feel like it's easier for me to connect. Well, only in my head, I just rationalize spirit and angels to be more um, accessible to me 
because, and it's also maybe because I learned that first and it's a little bit more widespread. Right. Um, and I, I'm definitely interested in whether I do have, you know, off planet connections, but uh, as Rocco says, it's all Genesis. It's all, <laughs> it's all kind of the all that is that's connecting to your higher self. That's connecting to God and, you're getting when you're calling on the highest guidance, you're gonna get the highest guidance. Exactly. Irregardless of where it comes from. Irregardless. <laughs> Irregardless. <laughs> you know I don't mean that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, girl. So we have like five minutes left still. I'm like, what else? What else dare you do you Oh boy. Um yeah, I, I should have pulled I, up my notes. I know I have stuff I can ask you. I just feel bad because I can talk too much. No, so I didn't do want to know. Do your was... job. All right. So, um, in terms of the angelic connections and guides and things like that, because I know that's something that you started. That's like one of the things that you started with, right? And that was a big part of your awakening, even when you first started to. And for listeners, if you haven't checked out episode episode one, we talk about Jamie's spiritual awakening, which was kind of sudden, um, but you know, what you experienced with, um, which what you now understand to be a Kundalini awakening, but you were, that was very involved in your mind with your spirit guides and your angels. Was that not like you were thinking that that was them or? Yeah. Cause, um, that kind of, I think that was like the first, um, maybe topic that and crystals the gateway were kind of a gateway to start understanding higher guidance and connection to spirit. Um, so for me, I'm like, okay, so maybe that was them like tapping me on the head. And then it was like, okay, maybe that was Kundalini. Okay. Maybe that was, you know, or just, maybe it's all just the same energy. Thing. Maybe you know? it's all the same thing. Yeah. So it's like, I never really, um, necessarily knew what that was, but I did, I think I, it was something either higher self or angelic that did give me the message that I was okay when I was experiencing the physical Kundalini. Right. Like when I was having the fear Right. And just being like, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? And then hearing the voice say, this is good, Jamie. That was the exact wording that they said. And so, and it totally could have been my higher self, but when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but it's like, how would you know if that were angels or spirit guides or possibly because you, you know, or, or channel like, um, you know, people mm-hmm. are channeling like extraterrestrials now, right? So, and those maybe could potentially be guides as well. Who says that they can't be guides, right? Exactly. I don't know. So it's like, whew. <laughs> it's a smorgasbord of, I of mean, so much. Most of the time when you're dealing with channel, it'll be a, an entity that's willing to tell you where they're from and what their mission is, right. whether it's off planet or, you know, angelic. Off planet. I know it sounds I love so it. It sounds so official. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um oh, tell me, tell us quickly, because this is a major thing for you too with the law of attraction. Tell us a bit about Bentino. Um just real quick. Mm, that's great. Yeah, because because I know he's he, your fave. He's my fave right now. Um he designed the like your ideal curriculum. Because... Bentino Massaro. Can you spell that too for anyone who's listening? Yeah, so it's bent. Inho, so it's like B E N T E I N H O Masaro with double S, sounded out. Got it. And um, yeah, he's a young spiritual teacher who we talked about in episode one. 
but he created um, this thing called Trinfinity Academy, which is essentially all of his teachings delineated down into chapters and lessons. And go curriculum. And so it's so interesting as he has, he calls it the self-actualization side and then the self-empowerment side, I think it is. So you can do both, but one of them is a little bit more like self-actualization, like empowerment, like manifest destiny. And the other one is kind of like enlightenment, um, oneness, infinity. Like, oh my God. so it's totally overwhelmed. different <laughs> modalities that, and you can just go, like, you can just choose the rabbit hole. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious which one I chose, right? Superhero style. Right. So, and it goes super deep into his teachings and it'll be like, one of them is like laws of creation. And then the next one is, um, uh, jumping parallel realities. And then just like, what is vibration? So it starts off pretty basic for people that are new to that. And then it gets really involved. Like I'm, I'm actually on a homework assignment now where I'm like, it brought up so much BS for me. Yeah. So beliefs that I started crying in the coffee shop. Wow. And it, cause it was basically, it was like, write down everything you're doing that you don't want to do. And then write <sighs> everything you love doing, whether you're doing it or not. And then it's like, go through the list and see if you can drop any of it right now and he's like drop it like it's hot (laughs) so I'm like okay and it was like wow I'm that's good news I'm not doing that much that I'm not wanting to do but then it's the stuff that's really profound right like teaching 37 private lessons a week I don't want to do that and then I don't want to well yeah like sometimes when I have a lot of 30 minutes oh my god and then um and then it's like you know sing it Polkaris. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like these things, and I'm like looking at the list, and he's like, okay, now you have to send a bunch of light and love and like jump parallel dimensions and all this shit like that we had been working on to look at these things differently. And I'm like, can't do it, just crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I got so mad at Pentino. I'm like, you expect me to raise my vibration, jump timelines go into freaking another world just so I can look at this and try and manifest a different result. It's like not working, you know? And but this is just a little bit of, that you have to process before you get there, right? Because it's like, wow, and it's super powerful because lo- like, look at your life. Look yeah. at your life and what are you doing that you don't want to do? Wow, that's like a That's big... a lot. It's a lot. And it made me just, it kind of destroyed it's me. Par- it'll paralyze you for a little bit, you know? It's like... um yeah, and that's a new a new rabbit hole you get to go down to process that before yeah, you can it's like, move and then, and then you have to go down the rabbit hole of what are the limiting beliefs that are prohibiting you from moving forward. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And then why? And half the time, like, you're really not – like, some stuff you think you're aware of, but, like, there's a lot of stuff that you're not even aware of. And it comes up, and it does reveal itself in layers. I mean, there's gonna you're going to have realization in five years, in ten years, about stuff – Mm. that you know it's just yeah it's the way it is and it's okay it's it's why we're here like and there's then then I have another moment where I where especially like in a meditation where I'm saying all of this shit all of this spiral the negative spiral the ascension symptoms the depression the confusion the excitement that is the point (laughs) that is the point of why we incarnated here is to figure it out, is to do the homework. Like, there is no destination. As Abraham Hicks says, you're never going to get it done. 
Right, you're not going you're to. Not I mean, supposed to. oh yeah, like Buddhism is big on that too. They're like, if you're waiting to meditate until you get it all figured out, you're gonna be waiting a long time. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah, and, and I, you're I'm, not gonna ever get it all together. And I ever. love, like, I'm quoting like crazy, but like, because this is all part of this is perfect for spiritual ID. Bashar, yes. Bashar says, "You didn't come here to accomplish something. Nothing that you accomplish is adding to the whole." He's like, oh my All God, did was incarnate here and you did enough. Holy shit. Nothing. Say that again. Nothing that you accomplish is adding to the whole. Yeah. And I'm, it's I'm true. quoting him. My, my mind is exploding right now. I need the mind explosion said, emoticon. Like Rebecca, you as Rebecca, Eva Rebecca Muir, boom, enters earth school. You just completely affected the quantum field. Oh my God. In a way, just by existing. Oh my god. So if you got five Grammys, it wouldn't fucking matter. <laughs> oh Isn't my god. Isn't that amazing? It, it doesn't even matter. I have tingles right now. Because you're resonating with your higher truth. It really is. I'm so whew. You're done. We're yeah. done. Wow. So all this work that we think, all this curriculum, we don't even have to do it, really. But the thing, the good news is the soul wants to. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all about experiencing, right? Yeah, so we're doing the work because we know we have to as souls, but it's like... To know it experientially. Just just follow your fucking joy, and then you're already doing the work. (laughs) That's going to definitely be one of our little Humans of New York-esque quotes. Oh, God, I I swear and say like... No, I do too. It's so great. So, any last words? Oh, boy. It, all my last words are always the same as uh, episode one, but I, I did these same last words on the radio interview about the following your joy. That was good. Um, Follow your fucking joy, and the work is done. The wor- Oh, I do like that. Yeah, you can totally use that. Um, yeah, I guess just don't forget that no matter what foundation you get spiritually with, like, the the book learning and the YouTube learning and and the lecture learning that all of that integrates back down to something you already knew. Yeah. And you'll find it if you just sit in silence for a couple minutes, because what we're doing is we're not learning. We're not, you know, going into these realms to learn anything we didn't already know. And then basically a spiritual awakening is just a remembering. And that is so it's integration. It's such a relief feeling for me because it doesn't mean I have to keep looking. It just means I have to keep on remembering to uncover it. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So that just we just got to take ourselves off the fucking hook, you know? Just yeah. Be like, out of the fire. Just breathe and just be like, everything is as it should be. Yeah. And you have the power to change it at any second. Boom. Boom. I love it. So we're going to wrap it here, but really quick, um, your favorite teachers and resources in true ADD style. I have to throw in <laughs> my favorite thing because I'm so ADD. I forgot to mention her is Tosha Silver. I'm not going to say anything about her because we don't have time, but Tosha Silver, the book is Outrageous Openness. It is a sort of curriculum slash, but it's a great read. Um best ever so and many everything so else i already mentioned and tapping is like a huge thing do that um jamie and i'm also going to be documenting all of this in a much more like succinct articulate way on mystic bay within oh, yeah. like the next couple of weeks i'm gonna do a post on this and list kind of my favorite modalities oh, okay um, 
But for, I would say for like emotional healing and like getting some dark fucking gunk out, definitely Teal Swan, her Mm -hmm. shadow practices. Uh, Shadows Before Dawn is her new book about self-love and figuring all that out. Um, For the more practical, like down and dirty, like quantum, like let's figure out what the grid of our universe is, Bentino Massaro all the way. Yeah, we also love Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N. We love us some Matt Kahn. He's a little alien teddy bear. Mm -hmm. Um, And, oh, who else? I mean, I would really recommend Bashar because Bashar is channeling all of this information down to a science, like the most articulate, no-nonsense channel of all of the fundamental universal truths of your life. Like, seriously, kind of a one-stop shop. Cool. And in terms of stuff you can do instead of just read, um, Kundalini yoga is something that's a lot beyond me in terms of um, anything that I understand. But I just go to class and I just do it. And I'm like just chanting random shit that I don't know what I'm chanting. I'm doing these like weird repetitive movements. I don't know what I'm doing. And I swear to God it's doing something. It cleans my energy out. Enormous miracles and shifts happen in my life when I do Kundalini yoga. So that's another big thing. And... Yeah. Um, any anything else? I think we. I think um, we covered the gamut we got there. A lot. Yeah, I know we it, forgot like at least ninety other things, but that's okay. Can I just tell you that when you asked me that, I looked down at the time and it was one eleven eleven. Yeah. <laughs> We're so new age. <laughs> oh my god, it's just so synchronistic. Okay, so we gotta go um, eat food now okay and have margaritas we're actually gonna do that so thanks jamie lynn hart thank you for speaking to us again and being just the awesome bitch that you are and you can find her on mysticbabe.com um you can find her blog there connect with me rebecca muir at everydayseeker.net and enjoy much love you guys bye take care bye